The ACC awards are out, and let me tell you, they've got a few fans in a tizzy. We know how some of you girls like to scuffle, so we're going to go over all of that as well as ACC championship for the women. Finally get some good things popping for NC State. It's always a fun time when we get to bring on Ken Gibbs. Let's do it. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Got Kenton Gibbs Monday co-host as usual. This episode of Locked On ACC is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. Kenton, how you doing? Hope you had a good weekend. Oh, it was a great weekend. It was a great weekend. You know what I mean? Anytime you uh you get to see your one of your teams win a championship, especially in dominating fashion, it's always a great weekend. 100%. And what Kenton is mentioning, the NC State Wolfpack women picked up a back-to-back-to-back three-time ACC championship thanks to Alyssa Kunain and company. It was a great day for the pack beating Miami. And we're going to get to that a little bit later in the show. But we've got to start out with these men's awards because it clearly has everyone feeling a type of way. So I want to go straight into that. ACC Player of the Year. You've got that announcement popping, right? You assume, okay, we're going to have a really, you know, it's going to be pretty obvious. No, none. none not going to have anything that's super crazy. And yet here we are having debates all day on the Twitterverse because ACC Player of the Year went to Londez Williams and not Armando Baycott. So let's start there. ACC Player of the Year, Winston-Salem zone. Well, I should say Winston, out of Winston-Salem wake, by, way, by way of Wake Forest, Alondez Williams. Clearly leading in scoring, leading in assists. It's hard to not give that man that honor. Just going to say it. Absolutely. And the guard play in this conference has been much better than our, our play from our bigs by a mile. It hadn't even been close. Yeah. You can name multiple teams in the ACC that can do nothing with a decent big. That if you trot out a decent big, that man is going for 15, uh, 15 and 10 or, or 15 and 12. You can't say that about the guards in this league. You right. you really can't. So, I mean, a lot is doing what he's doing. And, and not to mention, uh, that team exceeding expectations uh, is largely due to Alondis making that happen. So uh, what are we really doing here? Come on. What are we really, really upset about? Questions that need answers for sure. Then you saw a little bit more of a tizzy because coach of the year went to Steve, Steve Forbes and not Mike Krzyzewski, the head coach of Duke after his 40 40- Two years at Duke, people are like, you got to give the man credit for having having led such a powerful and dominant force and program there at Duke. However, you know, when you look at Coach Forbes and what he's done for this program in the past two years, it's hard to turn your head. You know, absolutely. And and the, the thing that I find to be interesting here is I, I heard you on 99.9 The Fan, and they were talking about, well, does, does Coach of the Year just mean that we thought your team was going to suck and they didn't. No, that's not the case. But Duke has not outperformed expectations because it was there for them to do. Had they been a, a team that only lost two games all regular season, they've outperformed expectations. They didn't. 
that's not the story that they wrote. So yeah. why, especially with the uh, the loss to to North Carolina in this last uh, home game ever for Coach K, you what is the argument? What really is the argument? Sit down, shut up, and understand that your boys barely met expectations, and the expectations were high. Sure, sure, there's no nobody contesting that. But coach of the year can't just go to well, your team's the one seed, so you did the best job of coaching. That's not how this game works. That's yeah. not how this rolls. You, to me, coach of the year means with your expectations or with your roster, you did the most. Because to me, it's not just about coach of the year. It's really the X's and O's coach of the year. Because coach of the year would mean basically who's in first every year because you get in first how? Recruiting, X's and O's. You combine those two, that's how you get in first. Okay. If we're talking about just the X's and O's part, though, that's the part that gets people these things of uh, coach of the year and all that good stuff. And again, he did not, his players did not perform at a level that, oh, you see this team and you say they're greater than the sum of their parts because of K. You know, and I think I would be more inclined to lean towards Coach K if they had done better at home. Because if you're talking about a coach and taking pride in a university, you would think that's a no-fly zone, right? Like there's absolutely no way our teams are going to struggle when we are at home. You're going to dominate every single game. And sure, the villain narrative is cute, but you're not going to embarrass me and mine. You know, you're upsetting me and my homegirls, the fact that you can't get it done at our place of business. Like this is our place of business. You're supposed to deliver every single time without question. So the fact that they struggled most at the place that they're supposed to dominate, that's where I'm saying, okay, maybe he's not the, you know, X's and O's coach, let alone the recruiting type or gym type where you're making sure everyone knows how great Duke is kind of coach that we all maybe thought. Again, to me, it's, it's very simple. Yes. Your team finished first in the conference. Coach of the year does not mean your team was the first in the conference. It doesn't. Coach of the year means who with the roster that they have assembled and created did the best job of exceeding what the expectations were of that roster coming in. That's the reality. Yeah. Did he, did he do it? Did he go beyond? No. Yeah. And, you know, I honestly, truthfully, I said, like, anyone can quote me, anyone who knows me knows, I said last year, do not sleep on Coach Forbes. They were in every game until they weren't, right? They were absolutely defeat. They were staying close to teams. They beat a couple teams that they probably shouldn't have. But you said, listen, they're just right on the cusp of a team that's adjusting to a new coach, new energy. And when he gets the right group of players in there, they're going to be dangerous. And he has you know, single-handedly brought Wake Forest back into the conversation, not only just being contenders in the ACC, but as well as on the national rank. Like, there's a viable possibility that they do well in the NCAA tournament. And, like, that was not ha- that was not a thing last year. We can all attest to that, right? So Absolutely. there's that. Now, there are other key awards. We'll talk about individual from, individual from an individual perspective. Let's go over Rookie of the Year, Paolo Bencaro. Seems to be a duh. That that gives me duh energy, right? Like you knew that was happening. I mean, we knew it was happening, but was he deserve really it? the best freshman? Was he really the best freshman in the ACC this year? Between him and Turquavion Smith, I think this goes to politics. Though. I don't know. I've seen him go. And to, that's I've the seen- thing. We we knew we knew that we knew that if Turquavion didn't blow Paolo out of the water. Right. Paolo was going to win. And he did. 100%. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, Craven still got a little bit of love. We'll talk about that later. Defensive player of the year, Mark Williams. Now, you want to talk about another spicy issue. 
I personally feel like it should be Leaky Black or Reese Beekman. They got robbed. But Mark Williams, I mean, he did have a lot of block parties this season. Let's let's keep it a band. Stop did. it. Okay. Stop it. Mark was that defense over at Duke. Okay. okay? Those boys at Duke ain't gotten the stance all year because they knew, oh, you blow by me? Don't worry about it. Hey, big fella, block it my way, please. That come on now. Come on now. Mark deserved it. He did. Okay. All right. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you okay. this. The, okay. The only time that Mark did not completely shut down the paint and say, all right. Fine, all the rest of y'all have fun with it. I would probably say is this last game against USC. This one and Virgi- that, this one and Virginia. He got beat Virginia, many a times. They got they got beat and he got beat as an individual. But what I'm saying, what I'm mm. saying is times where teams didn't have to think twice about he's in the paint. Mm. It did yeah. not look like we have not seen that all year except for this last game and sure i'll give you virginia even though virginia has multiple seven footers themselves but sure we'll say those are two games one bad game doesn't define you and i and he but you hate that it was the last game that i think mark it kind of yeah. took him out of the race a little bit and, and, and you know what when, when did these people the, vote that's what i want to know did y'all vote you know as soon as the unc game was over because your eyes had to be fresh <laughs> or was I mean, it already that's, decided that's, that's the recency bias in us to, to look at this and say, well, now, wait a minute, your last showing you did. But if we look at what he did all year, it's not much you can say as far as, I mean, listen, Leaky Black was a good perimeter defender. He was a, a good perimeter. Defender. He also was a great defender towards other, towards opponents, best players. I think he put, he shut people down. Like he would switch on people and he would shut them down. And I think that everyone can't say that about any other person here in this league. Maybe I, I agree. But. I agree. But when you're looking at Mark, his defense extended beyond just the player he's guarding. Fine. Whoever came in that paint, they knew, oh boy, oh my God, please don't <laughs> throw my shot. Please don't throw my shot. Please don't throw my shot. And that that was the reality there. Uh, that I mean, no tea, no shade. I'll give it to you there. But I do want to go over a couple more of these awards. I think it's important to make sure we honor these individuals. But first, guys, you know that the season is over for regular season, but there's a lot of tournament action happening, whether it's the ACC tournament or the NCAA tournament. And we want you guys to be right in the mix of it. You can do that with Bet Online. It remains the number one spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Not just basketball, though. If you want to go to BetOnline.net, you can get some hockey, some boxing, or UFC odds. Right to your favorite you know, football predictions as we're heading into the NFL draft. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online was where the game starts. Now, March Madness is he, March Madness is here, but we are getting ready for the road to match March Madness, meaning we're getting ready for teams to be a part of that 64 and getting the opportunity to play and do the big dance. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets from them there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us and have a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. Again, that's runyourpool.com slash locked on. We're rocking and rolling here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Candace Cooper here, ready to talk to you more about some of these ACC awards for the 2021-2022 men's basketball season. We got most improved player. Shout out to the pack. Darion Sebron, rightly so. Very justified. 
literally held his team down when there was just moments where we didn't think that NC State would have even been in games for consideration. But shout out to him for getting it done. Most approved. Do you agree with this award? PJ Hall was the only other player that had a case, any case whatsoever for it. And in the words, I'm, I'm going to quote a, uh, a famous rapper named Casada and saying, I felt like Columbus. When I was in this redacted, there was nothing. And that's how Darian C. Brown must have felt at a lot of points this year. You talk about the, 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 how terrible this season was for them. You look back at their most memorable moments. You say the four OT win against Nebraska. C. Brown put up, I want to say 29 and 19 mm-hmm. in that game. You don't win without him. You just don't. That The season was effectively over two minutes in when Manny Bates got hurt. But for them to win any games, it took Sebron uh, having a just, just absolutely um, Herculean efforts. No doubt about it. Sebron averaged about 17 points and eight rebounds this season, and his scoring output improved from 12.1 points per game from the 2020-2021 campaign. That's the best improvement among any ACC player. He ranks fifth in the league in scoring and second in rebounding, and he owns 11 double-doubles, which is the second most in the ACC this year. So shout out to Darion for getting it done. Hopefully he'll make a return to NC State and really have a push for next season. Now we've got six men of the year who per usual is going to a Seminole for the fourth straight Seminole to earn six-man of the year honors. Matthew Cleveland joins Kabingale, Patrick Williams, Scotty Barnes, and yeah, he's the number four guy. He was a freshman averaging 11.4 points, four rebounds in his 28 games, and 20 of them coming off of the bench. This just goes to show how great Leonard Hamilton is. The fact that you have a, you know, a squad that consistently shows bench you know amazingness a team that was as injured as they were this year to still have a player win six man of the year yeah Leonard Hamilton give him all of his flowers give him all of his roses he deserves every bit of them a hundred percent I think it's just incre- it's incredible to me like the fact that they were in even remotely some of these games this year and let alone like these last few stretches you're like okay wait a minute this is still Florida State like don't sleep they're uh, they are absolutely a team that can disrupt some things for people who have some further chance dance hopes, uh, if I do say so myself. Now, all ACC team, we'll just talk about the first team here. Armando Baycott, who had the most votes, 380 to Alondas Williams' 373. A lot of scuffle about that because saying, how can Armando have more votes but not get ACC Player of the Year? Y'all talk about that with your voters. Go to News and Observer. Shout out to them because they figured out who was the voting you know group of people. Email them. I don't really know how it's broken down. They try to do it, you know, the whole mathematic way. It's just, it's a lot. Okay. Say all that to say. Some people feel Baycott got snubbed, but it is what it is. Bob also made first team. Cameron McGusty out of Miami made first team. And then Buddy Bayham, which to me was the biggest head scratcher, made all ACC first team honors. Right? Right. I just, you know, if your team isn't even getting, uh, like squeaking by 500, it's tough for me. I'll tell you what, if Buddy last name was Lewis, ain't no way in the God's green that he can make that team. But that's another story for me. That's another story for another time. You know. I would put, I mean, honestly, like keep it a band. We could have Blake Wesley in this conversation. We could have Wendell Moore Jr. in this conversation, Jake LaRavia, Darion Sebron. Like my I'll God. tell you what, if 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 you're if you're gonna tell Buddy Bayheim is more impactful to his team or just a better player, was a better player this year. Then Darian Sebron and Jake LaRavia, I'm going to tell you to seek help. <laughs> seek 
help or or what does Kanye say find God or, right. or what does Antonio Brown say call God whichever one you got to do the yeah. Lord need to be somewhere in your presence to help clear up your mind and if you don't believe in that call the universe your stones and crystals call something to yeah, help you listen. get your mind right a hundred percent and you know like I look at the rest of the team the person who got the biggest snub to me personally was Brady Manning I feel like if you look at the Duke game and how he even he had 20 points in the Duke game. He was, we was the only reason why it was halfway close in the Duke game. Brady you think can't Bennett play should have been first team. You think no. Bennett should have been first team? Oh, okay. I, was I said he should have made a team. He should have, oh, he didn't okay. make one, right. two, or three. All right. Okay. I, I, I relax yourself. Relax yourself. I was about to say, I was about to say, I've seen his defense. Don't start. I, I said, listen. out of three teams, he should have made one. If you wanted me to take my headphones off and leave this show, you could have just said so politely. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that's what my mind was going when you said Brady Manning uh, amongst the first. But no. okay, I got you. I got you. He should have made a team. I can agree a, to that. I can he got an honorable mention, which I think is whack, but that's okay, you know. So anyway, do you think anybody got snuck? I mean, I, not really. Not yeah. really, honestly. I think they got it right for the most part this year. I think uh, they there has always been, you know, certain names and certain brands are are gonna get um, gonna get more recognition. But I mean. You know, they for the most part they got it right this year. Okay, I look at you getting it right, not debating. I love that for you. I really do. We also had uh, ACC Freshman of the Year, as we mentioned, Paolo Bancaro, and then Defensive Player of the Year. All of those good, you know, awards that you can find on the ACC.com. And the All Rookie Team again: Tavion Smith, Blake Wesley out there, AJ Griffin, Trevor Keels, both from uh, three players from Duke. I think that just shows the youth of that team and why they struggled because we all, you know, of course, want to talk about the Saturday game between Carolina and Duke. And we can get our little jabs in here before we transition, talk about the women. But what do you talk about the best retirement party being ruined? Like, I've never seen anything more spoiled because all of the hype around that evening, that's just good on UNC for saying, listen, it's still basketball in the day. It's still excess. You have to go out there and win. Nobody, there's no, there's no such thing as gimmies. I think if anything, that's what made me appreciate the rivalry more because who said, because it's Coach K's last last outing and Cameron, we were supposed to make this like this big thing, have this whole pomp and circumstance. That's y'all's fault for making it all of that. And then you were expecting these kids to deliver. That's y'all's fault. You put way too much pressure on 18, 19 years old. 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Like, way why, too much pressure. Why, under God's green earth, would you change those players' preparation for that game? And for what? For what? For what? Michael, can I call you Michael? I'm going to call you Michael. I Michael, think he likes Mike. Mike from Durham. Don't care. Michael, <laughs> why, under God's green earth, would you sit up there and have 80 former players? 80? In what, in what world did you expect your players to go out there and perform and, and do as if it was a regular game? This, I'm going to say it, and I don't say care it. if people are going to get mad at me. I don't, I don't care. To me, the, the concept of the, the farewell tour, sure, I get it, fine. Whatever, I don't get right? it, but go ahead, yeah. Players, coaches, if you want to have that farewell tour, sure. Mm -hmm. Just know, in your farewell tour, you are going to be hindering what is happening around you. You're going to do that. And if you can accept that and say, you know what? I know. I know what I'm doing and I don't care. Then I can accept you and we can be friends. But if you're going to sit up here and say, I didn't know that it was going to have a negative effect to have Grant Hill around these 19-year-olds. I, I had no clue. 
Well, I mean, again, Christian Leitner, J.J. Reddick, you name them, they were in that building. Jay Williams. Like, it was just insane amount of Duke royalty, which, fine, good. You always love when people come back to visit. I mean, Dirk Nowitzki, Adam Silver, like, no pressure. They said it was sweltering hot. Watching Brady Manning, you could, I, could, you, I could tell it was 150 degrees in there. Because my boy looked about to die, okay? But I, I say all that to it's say, cool, if Brady and them look crazy, can you imagine what the extra hype energy not to mess up it was over there on Duke's side? Like, you asked too much of these players. Asked too much. And to not even take accountability, to be up there on the podium, Mike Krzyzewski, and say, sorry, we didn't deliver for y'all. I take it on me. All this pompous circumstance and all this circus, I should have just had these players dialed in from jump. I shouldn't have had them in any sort of activity. I should have just had them focus it on what? It shouldn't have been. Take care of business. No roses. It should have been no roses, no extra stuff after yeah. that. What it should have been was y'all go out there. Hey, coach, we want to have all these players and do all this. Listen, we are not doing anything till after the game. When that final whistle goes off. Y'all can line up. Y'all can do what you want to do. Y'all can make it the biggest deal and the biggest hoorah y'all have ever seen. Y'all can get together and chat brotherhood together in a unison of 80 excited men's voices. But while we're between these lines, until we're done being between these lines up against our most heated rival and in the, the greatest rivalry in college sports, according to some, you got to own it. You got to be locked in. Yeah. I'm, we between the lines with it. That's yeah. that's where you can find me. That Period. 94 feet. That's where you can find me. That's that's it. If you if you got anything to say, it's not about that. Don't talk to me about it. Don't talk. We'll talk after the game. Preach on that. Preach on that. Preach on that. All right, everybody. We have to talk about some women's action because I want to make sure you get that tapped in. But man, do I love March Madness and I love those brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. In Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Stat Hero is easy and the fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek, there it is, game plan will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Make sure you guys sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code 100 for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Terms and conditions apply. We're trying to finally get ready for the new year. I've already lost about five pounds, probably getting back like two because of all the excitement over this weekend, but it's okay. Every week I get back together with my good friend, Built Bar, that best tasting protein bar ever with low calorie, high protein. I replace all of my little Twixes and sweet treats with these. They are better than a typical candy bar. And listen, mint, brownie, coconut, coconut, almond, you have me sold. New flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, I'm sure that Built Bar will make it. It will be delicious and it also will be good for you. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, using Locked 15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we are landing this plane here. Kenton gives Locked on Wolfpack. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about the ACC champions, the NC State Wolfpack women holding it down 
for three times in a row here. Alyssa Cunane and company did not waste any time, and it was pretty easy sailing beating Miami to number 17, who were, who were playing with house money. They absolutely had nothing to lose. They had been injured all year, and now they were just coming and saying, hey, why not us? Unfortunately, NC State said, no, we're on a different game plan, right? And I think that was you know what's been special about this team for so many years. Talk a little bit about Wes Moore and just the energy that he and the team are going to take to this NCAA tournament soon. A leader, a winner a man who defers credit at all times. They asked him, are you building a dynasty? He said, one year at a time. They said, how have you been able to sustain such success? He said, I've been riding these women's coattails for years. That, ladies and gentlemen, bow when you see him because you're in the the presence of a king. That man deserves a farewell tour. Okay. Listen, he would. Ne- he's the type listen, of coach that would never I, do a farewell tour. I, and, and you know what? And I hate that I got to credit a Tar Heel here, but Roy Williams kissed that floor and said, "That's it. I, mm-hmm. I, that's all I, y'all go get from me. I'm, I'm not the guy for the job no more. Bye." But anyway, uh, Westmore, he's done it again. Mm-hmm. Three straight, back to back to back. This man, let me tell you. And and, <laughs> and first of all, let me give some credit to Miami because yeah. in the semifinals. In the semifinal, before they even beat uh, Louisville, I said that that team has a lot of the surviving advance too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, I pointed out the similarities that these are two teams that had regular season issues, whatever was going on health wise, suspend whatever, whatever they had regular season issues. And then when they got time for the postseason, they got healthy, they got right, and they were just scrappy and gritty, and they fought. And don't get me wrong, NC State dominated that game, but they yeah. fought to make it. That they fought to make that score closer than what it was. Absolutely. Diamond Johnson ends the third quarter hitting a three, opens yeah. up the fourth quarter hitting a three, expands the lead to 21. The final deficit was 13. Yeah. That is a team that fought till the end. Absolutely. They fought to the bitter end. And and to to see what we're seeing from this this team, this NC State team, this is a team that won the regular season. Could have easily said, you know what? We know what we have. We can turn it on when the tournament time comes. I beg your pardon. <laughs> did not did not lose a single game to an unranked team all year. Yeah. Not one. Which is scary dangerous. Now, we say that as we're watching this Miami team, and I look to the SEC real quick, and I'm thinking about Kentucky, absolutely an opportunity to maybe do an upset. That wasn't the case. Kentucky's case, they beat South Carolina. Now you're saying, okay, South Carolina is vulnerable. They they want to get back on the horse and you know ride it out until the, maybe the NCAA finals. But to me, if anyone is not talking about NC State women being the team to beat, I don't know really know the conversation we're having. Like to me, NC okay. State women are the team to beat here going into this uh, final dance. The seventh seed went all the way to the final. The seventh seed. Now hold on. This was one of the best basketball conferences all year because if you look at who was above the seventh seed, you've got some absolutely spectacular teams. Right. You you have got some absolutely spectacular teams. You've got the young upstart Notre Dame. You've got. Uh, Louisville, who all year was supposed to be 1A, 1B with NC State. Right. I mean, what what are we, if you're not being honest with yourself, you've got Virginia Tech, who they have played so well. They were a thorn in NC State side all year. Every time they played, it was, that was one of the only teams that they played twice and neither win, or two or more times, and none of those wins came by double digits until Kitley was hurt. Mm-hmm. Until Kitley was hurt, that they won this game by 15 in the tournament. Make no mistake about it. If Kitley is there, it's a different picture. 
uh, people will see, well, NC State won the first round against Florida State by 30, the second round by 15, the third round by the championship by 13. Oh, they they just, you know, this conference was a bunch of slackers and slouches. I beg your pardon. I Go back and watch. Pardon. Go back and watch what all the teams in this conference did to everybody else in the nation, and you'll yeah. see very quickly that this conference wasn't to be trifled with. NC State was just the cream of the crop. They were the creme de la creme. And, you know, I think ultimately, if anyone's feeling a way about how many men or lack thereof teams ultimately get into NCAA tournament, you are not going to have that issue with the women's side. You, We're going to have at least seven to eight. No doubt Absolutely. about it. No Absolutely. doubt about it. Again, Miami was the seventh seed and went all the way to the final with it. Yeah. Somebody said, well, uh, there was a um, there was a joke. Somebody sarcastically tweeted, wow, we're glad NC State won the tournament. Now we know they're in the, the, the uh, <laughs> we, we know they're in the NCAAs for sure. Yeah, we already knew that. Louisville, we already knew that. It wasn't nothing Louisville could do to get themselves out of the tournament. Yeah. Notre Dame, we already knew what type of time it was on. Right. Uh, UNC, we already knew what type of time it was on. Virginia Tech, we knew. We knew the vibes. You got Georgia Tech, we know the vibes. They're going to be in the, the, the NCAA tournament. You got Miami, who just made a name for their self and put themselves firmly in the tournament. So mm-hmm. if you want to sit up here and talk, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. It's really unfortunate that Boston College lost to Florida State because mm-hmm. I think had they won that game, mm-hmm. they would have been safely and comfortably in because nobody's going to fault you for losing to NC State. But right. things happen as they do. This is why we play the game. So, I mean, honestly and truly, you're looking at seven to eight. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Boston College makes it to make it eight because Boston no College was a team that yeah. NC State had to have a massive comeback against to uh, to put them away. Yeah, listen, I think overall, I'm really excited about what's to come for these women's teams. And if you have not yet, there's still time to join the bandwagon at ACC Women's Basketball. We are we are repping our set here. We're just, you know, rooting for anybody. Part of our conference, maybe a little bit more for, you know, Kenton Gibbs here to root for the pack. But that's all well and good. Kenton, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Always great to be here. Wherever you're hearing this, you can find Locked on Wolfpack as well as uh, you can find me on Twitter at LO underscore Wolfpack. And you can find me at TGIF underscore Kenton. No doubt, Just guys. Come warned, you're getting the man, not the sports broadcaster. All right. Well, make sure you guys come back tomorrow. We're going to talk to JJ Jackson. Maybe we'll get a little inside scoop about that Locked on Blue Devils energy over there. See how it's going. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.